You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Toks Arotere. This is episode 50. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we are heading into 2022 with great expectation and gratitude for life. Episode 50 is Abundance versus Poverty, Choosing a Life of Plenty. (laughs) Welcome to 50. Welcome to 5-0. How are you doing? I hope this year has been an amazing one for you. And amazing, of course, doesn't mean that it was challenge-free or easy, but it means being able to learn and grow through difficulties while also enjoying the blessings that have already been established or that are in the process of being manifested. We are, as I record this, at the end of 2021. It's hard to define this year in one word or even in a sentence. But here we are, we've come to the end of it and I hope that you have more things to be thankful for than to moan about. And it doesn't mean that better things happened. Like I said, it's more a case of I'm hoping you were able to grow through your challenges and difficulties and therefore be thankful. My life is governed by the knowledge that the invisible is superior to the visible. I believe the yet to happen carries power and potency over the present time. And this year, 2021, I put that principle to practice. There are a lot of certainties that don't make logical sense. For example, many of us believe in a God that we don't see. We believe in his power. And when you're staring at a seemingly unmovable mountain, will you also believe in the power to move it? Just like the Bible says. Until this year, my word was limitless. And I decided to live by faith. Each year I'm gifted with a word. I either come up with a word myself if I'm looking for a word or a phrase to define the the new year. I want that year to manifest the word I'm declaring and then I'll come up with a word. But more often than not, God gives me a word or a phrase and then that becomes the prism through which I view life, through which I make decisions, through which I interpret the goings on in my life. I decided to live by faith this year. As a regular listener to the Living Inside Out podcast, you have most likely heard me say that your spirit is one with God. And if your spirit is one with a God that lives outside of time and space, one who is limitless in power and imagination, it follows then that inside you is a limitless spirit and if your spirit is the superior part of you if that's the part of you that decides the trajectory of your life then it also means that you cannot be stopped living by faith means living as though the invisible is real even more real 
than the tangible. It was my desire to live a limitless life this year and for the rest of my life because I had my back up against the wall again. <laughs> this is something that happens to all of us from time to time. You uh, have been trying things your own way for a long time and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But a time comes when you kind of just are ready to throw caution to the wind. And that's that's the place I was at the start of this year. What if I truly believed God? What if I truly responded to every single instruction he gave me? What if, knowing that I have the mind of Christ, I decided that this year, every idea my mind conceived was a good one? What if I did that? And that's what my year has been like. So one of the principles I started living by has been abundance. Limitlessness is a platform, if you like, or a soil through which other principles have sprouted from, and abundance is one of them. I introduced the concept of abundance mindset in the previous two episodes, and in a nutshell, if a nutshell, if squeezing it all into a nut is possible, abundance is a way of thinking that is not dependent on what your senses perceive. And there are guidelines for living in abundance. The first is that it is not the acquisition of material wealth, contrary to secular or popular beliefs. Today, I'd like to share with you my observations of the differences between an abundance and a poverty mindset. Many of the situations that led to these observations were spaces that I found myself in and in most cases I was seriously displaying the lack mentality and then God showed me how to flip it onto an abundance mindset and that's what I'd like to share with you in this here episode 50. Number one, Lack relies on physical resources, while abundance relies on God's promises. My company is located in a very expensive borough, and consequently, my business rate is sizable. So for the first couple of years, I'd moan and gripe and cry about it. Rent, I could understand why it was high, but the one that really burned me was the business rate. I'd pray that the cancer will discover they've made a mistake and I wasn't supposed to pay so much. I signed up or engaged the services of a company who promised to lower the rates by measuring the usable space in the building and then applying for a rebate. And it turned out that, no, actually, you are paying the right one or you're paying the right amount. I called the cancel and I asked them if there was some sort of concession for new businesses. I'd go, Hi, um, I'm just trying to understand all of this whole business rate and rateable value and everything. But I'm pretty sure that as a new business in my first year, not making any money, I'm not supposed to pay. Am I supposed to pay? And they'll be like, uh, yep, you're supposed to pay. And no, there's no rebate. And so that was the bane of my existence for a long time. And one day I got fed up and decided to go for a walk. I went to GBK actually to have a burger that I couldn't afford because I felt, well, if I'm suffering mentally, I might as well enjoy a good meal. <laughs> What's the point suffering in the physical as well as emotional as well? 
And so as I walked to the bus stop, I began speaking to God and I was looking at my monthly revenue and stacking it up against the rent and the gazillion other expenses I had. I felt the rate was an unnecessary and unexplainable one, especially because I clear my own rubbish. You know, like you in our borough, you also have to pay for the rubbish to be collected. I'm pretty sure that's the same in other London boroughs. Not 100% sure, but in ours, we do. Saw business rate as an attack from the devil. You see, when I decided to open a location, I calculated my ideal revenue, my break-even point, based on a mindset that thankfully I no longer have. I used a minimum possible mentality to calculate how much I needed to make every month to survive. You know, I was more thinking about survival than thriving when I come to think about it. Wasn't able at that time to fully imagine what was, to me, an excessive amount to earn. So I only allowed my mind to stretch to its limit at the time. But now I was starting to see that I could grow beyond that point. However, I was facing this mountain called business rate, amongst other things that just seemed to be holding me back. So I said to the Lord, just tell me what to do, God, and I'll do it. And God said, I needed to shift my focus from doing to being. Now that was new. And God continued, he said, you wanted a luxury boutique on a historic high street in one of the most affluent neighborhoods in the country. I said, yes. And he said, this is it. This is what it comes with. So rather than complain, you need to be thankful that you are in this beautiful location. Count it an honor, not a burden. You don't have to pay business rates. You get to do so. And just like that, in an instant, my thought pattern changed. I learned very quickly that I had been trying to downsize my dreams so that it fit into my current circumstances. But with this new understanding, I was to start to raise my expectations to meet God's promises for me which was way higher and better than anything I had ever imagined for myself. So I was able to go from building my business from my present resources, which was lack or very, very little, to growing from resources that I couldn't see, which was God's promises. And so on a practical note, how can you apply this guideline or this principle Get into the habit of not focusing on what you have as your starting point. Or maybe a better way to put it is, look at what you have as only the starting point. If you think about a hybrid car, for example, I was reading up about them the other day and how it works. And it has a, a feature that's called self-combusting, I think. I can't remember, but I think that's what it was. And basically, the more you drive the car, when you press the brakes, when you press the pedal, it self-charges. That actually acts as a charge to give it more energy. So rather than simply burning energy or burning fuel, you are feeding it. It's almost like a cyclical feature where the more you use, the more you get out of it. And I, I want to encourage you to see whatever you have as 
merely a seed that's going to go on to produce more. Don't look at it as everything that there is for you. The second observation I made was that the lack mindset wants it now, while abundance is happy to wait. So the lack mindset is impatient. <laughs> it doesn't dig deep. It wants what it sees now, whereas abundance is focused on what is yet to happen and is quite happy to wait for it. The abundance mentality knows that what is unseen carries the power to create without limits, while the poverty mentality believes that all it sees is all there is and that's all that it can trust. I had a new business owner reach out to me to sell his baby products and the item sold at £10 RRP, which is the recommended retail price. He was selling them at £5 each wholesale and he wanted a minimum order of 40 It wasn't an attractive offer for me because I tend to sell high value items. That was one. Second reason, and this is really a tip as to how I choose retailers, or should I say manufacturers of products to stock or not to stock. Something else I look at is every single piece of ground of my boutique must be productive, must make money. And so an item that is sold for £10 is taking up, is basically paying more rent than its own value, if that makes sense. And also the way that I look at it is the effort required to sell a £10 item for me is the same as the effort required to sell a £100 item. Plus, by the time you take off VAT and shipping, I'd actually be left in the red because we currently offer free shipping. So I politely turned him down and he kept calling. And I know how even a simple yes can make a difference to a new business owner. Sometimes we don't need cash. Sometimes we don't even need people to order the product, even though we think that's what we're after. It can be more valuable than cash to receive an encouraging word from someone who believes in what you're doing. One of my favorite phrases is, there are other currencies besides cash. And so I ended my email with an offer of free advice on how to get his product into a large chain because large chains will sell way more than I ever could because they are a mass, they serve a mass market. Imagine my surprise when he replied, totally ignored my offer and kept pushing for me to buy £200 worth of products. The poverty mindset will have you skipping the loaf of bread that's just ahead and instead you're grasping for crumbs because they're within your reach. I understand why. Because that mindset is impatient, it is fearful, and it values the crumbs near over the loaf that requires effort and patience to grasp. My cash was not only easy for him to reach, but it would confirm what he hoped, which is that his product was viable enough to be taken on by a retail store. Perhaps he had defined success in his own head. I don't know what it was. However, we have to be resolute in our vision, but flexible on how it all comes together because things are not always what it seems like on the outside.
I've had business dealings that shockingly did not catapult me into the greatness I thought it should have. I've had press situations or press opportunities that will shock you if I told you nothing came out of it in the way that I thought it would. Ultimately, it was beneficial, but not the way I expected. And so when you're disappointed, and I feel like I'm veering off a little bit and giving some business advice here, but when you're disappointed in the outcome of your business effort, whether it's trying to get a retailer to take on your product or trying to get the advice or mentorship of someone in particular, don't look at it as the outcome you wanted did not happen, therefore you failed in that regard. Sometimes there are things within your conversation that is going to be gold. It could even just be the fact that you made contact with a person. It could be something they said to you like, oh my goodness, that's a great product, even though they don't take it on. So I understand now that flexibility is required. Also be clear about your whys. Why do you want what you want? What is your intention? Are you running away from pain or running towards joy? There's actually a podcast episode, one of my earlier ones, I think it's around four, five or six, which is Joy or Pain. I can't remember what the title was, but it was, it gives examples of my own experiences, how I discovered that I was being driven by either of these emotions and none of those decisions ever served me. So maybe for this gentleman, the emotion of confidence is what he was after, even though, yes, he wanted my business, but what was driving him, what drove him to ignore my offer for what I consider to be a greater opportunity may have been the search for confidence to say that, yes, my product is a viable product and people like it. Because emotions have a way of getting between where you are and where you want to get to. And it distorts your view and it can make you change direction. My third observation on the differences between lack and abundance mindset is that lack takes at every opportunity, even when they don't need it. Abundance sees their path lined with everything they need when they need it. I love to refer to life as a path quite often. See your life as a path, a unique road for you alone to travel on. And it might be you traveling on that road. It might be just for you. But understand that on either side, you have everything you need for the journey, whether it's physical resources, whether it's encouragement or people from the place you stand today all the way down to the very end hopefully many many decades into the future there is everything we need waiting for us at the time we need it it means that we don't have to start our journey out dragging everything that we think we're going to need it means that we have to trust that when a need arises in the future the provision will be there waiting for us. It is the poverty mindset that stops us from making a move because we can't see or touch the resources we know we will need. One way we express poverty is by grabbing every freebie we come across. And this ties into the previous episode where I reference hoarding. You don't have to grab everything that is free. 
Furthermore, just because some things are free, it should not be your first choice. And I'm not saying that free is bad or anything like that, but that it is more about a mindset that is not prepared to invest in what's valuable. The abundance mindset will increase your self-esteem while at the same time improving the value that you're presenting to the world and also informing you of your own value. A couple of years ago, pre-pandemic, I traveled to Germany to drop my son off. He was going on holiday with his cousin. I stayed an extra couple of days, as I often do when I'm out of London. Breakfast was a delicious <laughs> buffet of everything meat. It was chicken wings and sausages and ham and eggs. And I happened to be on a low carb diet at the time. And I love my meats. I'm a bona fide carnivore. <laughs> so that was heaven for me. I ate my fill and I went about my day very pleased with myself. The following morning, I headed to the dining area with the same intention and excitement. And then I stopped. It was my final morning. I was going home right after breakfast. There was food in my house. I was also just learning about the abundance mindset and trying to put it into practice. That just because there was an abundance of food now did not mean I had to stuff myself with all of the food. It's important to remember always that your body was created to serve you and not the other way around. With that, I resisted the temptation to take orders from my body, knowing that I didn't have to eat as though there was no more food in my future. And I ended up with fruit and yogurt instead. And my satisfaction wasn't physical, but it transcended the physical. It was emotional. I felt a little bit taller because I felt that I didn't submit or surrender to the cravings of my flesh. The lack mindset takes at every opportunity even when it's not needed. Abundance knows they'll always have enough, enough to give. Abundance sees good and useful things on the table and yet leaves it, knowing that when the need arrives, the provision will appear. And this reminds me actually of a well-known saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Fear will drive us to keep seeking inspiration but never taking action to produce any results because we're worried that the, we, we basically are living by our emotions and we, the feeling you get, the feeling of being motivated and being inspired is the same feeling you get when you're accomplishing things. And sometimes we choose inspiration over action. I saw this reel a few weeks ago by an influencer she makes the funniest reels for her business. And in this one, she grabbed a chunk of her hair and snipped it, <laughs> cut her hair on camera. She's got gorgeous, gorgeous, long, curly hair. She's a black girl. And obviously, she was planning to sport a short and sassy hairstyle. Now, if you're looking to feel the pulse of the masses or of a certain group of people, read the comments. She is a black woman. She's got long flowing hair and she cut it. <laughs> the comments, oh my God, why would you do that? There was screaming, there was confusion, there was shock, there was 
comments, there was praise, there was rebuke. <laughs> because people couldn't imagine cutting their hair. It was seen as some kind of loss, a reduction. Bear in mind that we're talking about reducing the amount of something that's going to grow back anyway. The poverty mindset always views reduction as a loss, perhaps except when it comes to losing weight. Well, maybe even then, because have you ever met people who say they meet others and they go, oh my goodness, is she sick? She's lost weight. And so losing is always seen as a form of loss. Did that make sense? <laughs> Hope it did. And this takes us back to the previous episode where I said the poverty mindset considers the acquisition of material things to be the single marker of wealth. The lack mentality gathers, the abundance one gives. After the children of Israel were rescued out of Egypt, if you don't know the story, the Israelites were God's chosen people. He handpicked them just to shower them with his love and show off his power to the world. And he had promised them a land of their own. Then disaster struck through a series of events. They ended up as slaves to the Egyptians and were enslaved for over 400 years. And then God rescued them through yet another series of miracles known as the plagues. If you've ever watched Prince of Egypt, that's what that's about. And so now they're being led out of uh, Egypt and into the wilderness by Moses. Egypt is behind them. They've even crossed over the Red Sea. And they couldn't exactly just waltz back into slavery, even if they wanted to. They were afraid, they were tired, and now they were wondering what they were going to eat. And God caused manna to fall from heaven, which has been described as a sweet wafer-like delight. <laughs> he gave them one firm instruction, eat as much as you like, but don't store it. Just eat what you need. Trust that tomorrow you'll have fresh manna. Understandably, after being in slavery for such a long time, the instruction proved a bit too difficult for some. They stored the manna and by morning it had turned to maggots. I believe God was trying to teach his children to understand that they have a constant flow from a never-ending source as opposed to the inconsistent and limited supply that they previously had. So I found that abundance isn't really about how much you have amassed, but it is more about your access to a never-ending source. In saying that, it is really about your awareness that you have that connection, as well as allowing that same awareness to drive your actions. For example, there were times I shied away from investing in my business because I chose to hoard what I had. I believed I didn't have a constant flow of revenue and just like the Israelites, whenever I did have any excess, I'd hoard it. And I walk around with this sense of lack because in that moment, I could quantify my resources. I knew I paid X amount for my rent and Y for my rates and yet another for payroll. Priceless is a term that's used to describe something of such high value that a figure cannot be placed on it. There are many priceless gems. Maybe not many, but there are a number of priceless gems. Even in looking at the description of the word abundance, which is a related term to pricelessness, it means having more than you need. But you don't even know what you're going to need because you don't know what the future holds. 
Now, I'm not saying live frivolously and don't prepare for the future. You do need to take care of the physical aspects of your finances. You need to be responsible. But the mindset we need to live with is one of abundance. Question, how has the abundance or poverty mindset showed up for you? We've all experienced both. So don't tell me you don't have any examples. Send me a DM, drop a comment on social media and we can chat about it. I also want you to look back at the last 12 months and answer the three questions for yourself. Did I mostly rely on physical resources or did I go out on a limb to trust God's promises? Did I exercise patience when I had a hunch or did I choose based on what was immediately available? Did I do more gathering than giving? Do I have things I've collected but did not use? In other news, two Saturdays ago, I had a fairly impromptu webinar. I know I had announced it, I think the week prior or so. And I'd been having this yearning to share my business journey and the role that faith has played in my life. The response to the event and the feedback was touching, really because it told me there is a need for women to hear true life business journeys that are connected to the faith walk. I also felt a tinge of sadness for all the times I've shied away from such yearnings to speak up and to share. And I vowed to respond in the affirmative anytime God tells me to. So thank you to every single person that attended, even to those that signed up and were not able to attend. We had over a hundred people register and I didn't get around to sharing about it on my Instagram feed or through my newsletter and I apologize for that but we ran out of time anyway I barely scratched the surface so there will be another complimentary zoom event very soon stay tuned let's connect on social media so you don't miss the next one second bit of news I launched my YouTube channel <laughs> yay yay the first episode gives a summary of my business journey and the second one is an overview with snippets on what I will be discussing. So now I get to say the famous three words to you. Subscribe, like, and share. Head to youtube.com forward slash talks And in my final bit of news, gratitude. It has been a year to remember. So many people have found it to be their most trying year till date. From losing a loved one, to sickness and loss of income but God is on the throne the presence of a storm does not indicate the absence of God remember that when Jesus was in the boat and there was a storm the apostles or the disciples rather were still afraid for their lives I found that gratitude in the midst of a storm can change your outlook life isn't about fact alone but in fact, it's more about how we experience and interpret it. So I pray that through the practice of gratitude of what you have and for what you once had and what you will have, you will be able to develop a new perspective. I would like to say, I hope 2022 will be a good one for you. But I'd rather say, I hope you carry your greatness into 2022 and you cause such a fire that all who cross your path will be blessed. 
I think this is a great way to close out the year. Thank you for listening to my 50th episode. Happy New Year. Mm-hmm.